experts also say that the full effect of these explosions weren't realized that the, all the gunpowder didn't go off mm. and um, you know it could have been much much worse that's why when people go that's pretty pitiful fucking that's not that bomb. big an explosion yeah. if that's going to be a bomb you know that's not like we see on the on the TV yeah. like a bomb goes off so they're like, saying they go, all the gunpowder didn't burn the bombs didn't blow up as big as they would have blown up so they, would, they didn't destroy as much areas as they would have blown up but they still released a lot of shrapnel which is why you have that many injuries for people is that well, what I'm saying? yeah there was there was analysis of the bomb scene Mm-hmm. Right, um, one guy he was on the news and he was saying, "See all that white stuff there? That's all ammonium nitrate, which was one of the uh, reagents used in nine eleven as well. Right. Uh, and that the bomb could have done a lot more damage if all of that had been ignited." Now I'm looking at that going, "You're an expert in bombs, and you can't realize that that's the fucking glass." from the window that's been blown out and put onto the floor. I'm going to put that clip up online because it's one of the most redonkulous clips. But yeah. he just, his name is Mr. Barry and he was apparently an explosive expert. And he started dropping in 9-11 references and ammonium nitrate. It was a complete like misrepresentation of what the picture was. Yeah. But at the time, people were like, bombs? And he's like, yeah, bombs, bombs, 9-11, bombs. Bombs. And he's like, Yep, thanks, 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 Mr. Barry. Uh, that's his uh, expert opinion. Is it your first name or last? Uh, first name is Barry? Yeah, Mr. Barry. Yeah, what's his last name? Is his last name is Barry as well. His name is Barry Barry. Barry Barry. That's the stuff. It's like Boutros, Boutros, Gaelic. Yeah, Boutros, Boutros, Barry. I couldn't get his first name, but it's a really weird little video that he's is, going yeah. like, they didn't blow up fully. They should have been much stronger. Why should they have been much stronger? Mm. Did they blow more people up? My big relation, my big question in relation to the, the blast, and especially the first one, mm. is uh, like there's, there's kind of plastic tables around that area with with or there's tables around that area with plastic cups on them. You yeah. know, at the marathon, they had just clear plastic cups for water. Plastic, like plastic cups, cups didn't even get knocked. Plastic over. cups didn't even get knocked over. Like empty, there's an empty plastic cup standing upright on the table after the bomb's gone off. Like you see the bomb go off, you see the smoke settle, and the cup's still standing there. Yeah. This is like the the paper that's not burned in the hole that was made in the Pentagon after the plane went. Yes, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the evidence of like. What the fuck? Yes, this does remind me a lot of September 11th with like passports falling out of planes completely undamaged. It's like, it too, if a thing happened too here, many disparities. why are there no signs of it? Yeah, too many uh, uh, questionable, tangible items. Too many, like. There are pictures showing scorch marks where the blast took place afterwards. Like when the people were cleared away and all the stuff, they're like, here's where the bomb went off. And you can tell like, there's a post, big black circle on the ground. Post-match analysis. But yeah. earlier, there's pictures of that exact place where there's like patients sitting on the sidewalk waiting to be, you know, seen. Like sitting really nonchalantly. Yeah. Like sitting there with... Where the bomb was. Apparently covered in blood, bleeding loads, and just sitting yeah. there like looking around going, is someone going to... You're thinking of the blonde kind of jogger lady, is it, who's just looking... Blonde jogger lady who's, staring off who's the supposed space to have had her... Her like Achilles tendon, crazy injuries, yeah, yeah, like, fucked up and all, Absolutely. broken fibia and tibia and all this stuff. Or just like one old guy and he's wearing a glasses and like a um a, a hunter's cap. Yeah, and he's leaning back and, and his legs are crossed and he's leaning back on his wrists. Yeah, like up straight wearing sunglasses. Oh, like Indian sitting, like yeah. not Indian sitting, but like like you would on a beach or something. Oh, legs straight, out straight cross, out straight cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guy at a festival, a music guy festival, at a music festival, kind of far back from the and he's the just stage. leaning back on his wrists because he doesn't want to go all the way down on his elbow. But he might as yeah. well be down on his elbow. 
Yeah. I always see there's a few people down on their elbows. Yeah. Like, what the lady the sitting in front of Jeff Bowen is missing his leg with, with the crazy bone coming out. She's down on her elbow but looking Do they cool. not realise like that there's the world's news cameras are trained on them? Like it's such a fucking weird Yeah, scenario. but I think for them in that moment where it's like 30 seconds to 5 minutes of, of go time. Yeah. Like chaos that's going to be repeated on 24 hour news stations. Yeah, I think for them, I think they're probably like ready to just like snap into the moment. She was just late, kind of yeah. kicking in her. Yeah. And a few of them were kind of late kicking in there. Like, here's the other thing. This sounds terrible if there indeed was, and I don't believe for a second it was, but if there indeed was actual people injured in that first kind of bomb site and, and in these photos that we're talking about with these yeah. crazy injuries and this weird looking blood on the ground. If these are real injured people, they're some of the quietest, most relaxed <laughs> yes. injured people you've ever seen. You don't see anyone rising in agony. You don't see like tears pouring into someone's eyes. You don't, you don't see, see screams. You don't see blood spurting out from severed arteries. Yeah. Like you don't see uh, uh, anybody like clamoring out of that area. Yes. To go like, I can walk, but my arm is fucked up. I'm not going to just lie here and wait for someone to come and treat me. I'm going to go get help myself. Yes, the arterial spray for me is a big thing. If you're if you're a fan of the CSIs or the forensic detectives, the Dexters. Yes, you'll know very much about the arterial spray. So when you when you sever an artery and open a wound on a, on a person's body and they're still alive, the blood can pump like incredible distance and and yeah. and, uh, and with great pressure. There's just a huge amount, well, there's a huge lack of arterial spray. It just seems like it all area. went out on the ground conveniently. Yeah, just like plopped out as if you like you were tearing open a bag and it all just plopped out in one go. <laughs> Is that not what they, oh, uh, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's also a picket fence that they're at that, that first bomb site, which is the one where all of the Jeff Bowens and all the people like they get yeah this is this, first, like, this is the zone we're focusing on the second zone. blast site where there seems to really well have yeah. been actual people injured and yeah. possibly were people killed uh, but this first blast site and this really questionable area of photos yeah this is the main stage yeah. like, right. so this is the part with all the flags stage. in front of it the flags that, that the witnesses will tell you were blown down and blown yeah. apart the but, iconic finish line scene yeah. yeah but as you see the finish line explosion what you see is the flags don't really move too much and then it is basically all the people that go rush in to help the injured have a little bit of trouble just kind of pulling the amount of stuff out of the way. Yeah. There's a lot of crapola yeah. piled in front there's of There's a lot of uh, metal, metal fences. Then yeah. there's like a lovely uh, wooden picket fence. Yeah. And then they have all of these uh, Adidas uh, blue tarpaulins or, or, or whatever they're... Or hoardings. Hoardings, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have to pull all these out of the way. But they didn't pull them out of the way until everyone was in place. Yeah, it took a few... It took a good one to pull yeah, them out of the so way. It seems, it? it seems like... Uh, these picket fences were superfluous. Yeah. They were, yeah, okay, like when you have a crowd control situation and you need those, you know those concert fences that you can just pull around, those metal concert fences, we all know them. They wanted to maybe like gussy them up a little bit because it's the Boston Marathon and didn't want to look real cheap like holding the crowd back with like just plain old metal fences. Yeah. So they put some like lovely uh, wooden picket fences on these hoardings yeah. and, and put some but it was especially I don't know it looks really weird to me the stuff it, they use when you're looking at uh, it covers a large area when you're looking at Carlos Arredondo jumping in over these fences yes this is the right? cowboy man this the is cowboy man. Man. We're talking the cowboy man we're talking the cowboy hat the Costa Rican fellow uh, when you I see, didn't know I had to help <laughs> I just know when you see Carlos Arredondo jumping in over these fences and then like when they're taking them all away, it seems like there's a way lot more fencing mm. there than needs to be. Than is necessary. Like, it's it's very messy. And there's yeah. people even, as he's climbing over the fence, he's stepping on the fence while the fence is crushing someone underneath it. Yeah. Like, it just seems really messy and unnecessary. Yeah. Um, possibly to obfuscate the view 
of the bodies, the injuries and the blood. Like they were like, well, yeah, we need something to cover us up while we set up the scene. And as soon as the scene is set up, you can take all that stuff away. It yeah. seems like that when you're watching it. Yeah. You know? uh, the devices themselves, these pressure cooker bombs, yes. were supposed to act as claymores, spraying shrapnel upwards toward an enemy. Yes. This, this is what an expert says. The, they were supposed to be upwards at a 60 degree angle, but nobody fell at the times the bomb exploded. Yeah. So, like, if you have a yoke on the ground and it's by your shins, it's not your feet that's getting blown off. It's your thighs and your middle. Right, right, right. Because it's not going to go out towards the ground. The claymore kind of fires the ball bearing. Fires up. up. Yeah. Do you know? 30 Uh, degree or higher incline. As the bomb blew, there's an old man was the only one that fell. Yes. And he fell in a really weird way. We're going to talk about the old man and the green jogger in in a little while. Yeah. But the way he fell is the most noticeable part after the explosion you see you're watching the video it does explosion. Your view yeah your vision yeah you're like explosion flags flap old man falls really oddly yeah and stays on the ground why yeah uh we discussed this like watching that video on a loop i was watching it with so you were watching it and i was going are you seeing what i'm seeing is he is that what the fuck yeah. we'll talk about him in a minute now yeah uh but like with the bombs blown up like that at that 60 degree angle, that would like rip apart mm-hmm. everything that's above it for about, I'd say, 10 feet. Mm-hmm. And then whatever is like, it'll go outwards. Yeah. So it's not going to be like blown up at a, a, a parallel to the ground and, and taken off the bottoms of people's legs. Yes. It's going to be blown up into your chest, into your face. Yeah. Like fucking you up pretty much yeah and, there and was in many directions many directions but, but mostly up so there's no evidence of shrapnel or nails inside this bomb there's no holes in the hoard there's no the flags weren't ripped yeah. up there's no marks on the walls there's no pieces of device left mangled and burnt like there is from that CNN test uh, oh. on the plywood and there's just a shiny piece of metal with a small piece of black nylon attached to it that's the only remnants of that first bomb and yeah. there's a picture of that online. It's a shiny-ass piece of bent-up metal that looks like it was in some kind of controlled explosion. It doesn't look like it was made from a dirty bomb or some black powder or something. Yeah. It wasn't. I would agree with that, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It looks too and new. It's like one of those uh, um, missile pieces or uh, the plane parts that they found in, in Pennsylvania or they found at the Pentagon. It's like, oh, we found a plane part. And it's like, what part of the plane is that? The bit, it's just the bit. Yeah. It's on the stuff. It looks mechanical. We yeah. found it. It's a piece of like, metal. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, man. this is a crisp this, packet. This is as good as it gets. So, like, that's one of the weird things. It's hard to stop that. Like, yeah, what, what rings for me with that stuff is the connection with uh, all the 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 people in that first bomb area mm. after the first bomb, and they have like holes in their clothes and stuff like that. But no but holes no, in their bodies. But no holes in their bodies. There's no wounds underneath all the holes in their yeah. clothes. It so seems like, like it seems like they just got dressed up for Halloween. It's like, we need to put holy t-shirts on. We need to on. make holes and, and rips. And people's jeans, like one single line seam ripped all the way up yeah. the side. As if, like, if you've ever like ripped someone's jeans, which I have done before. like uh, they, go in a, they go on the... On the, on the crease side. They're on a the really crease. straight line. Yeah. But like, like, there's no way, like... I don't see how a bomb does such clean rip lines mm. up stuff without people just grabbing it and ripping it themselves. Maybe it was uh, emergency services trying to get in at their wounds. It could have been, but these are people that are getting up like 10 to 15 seconds after the bomb's gone off. Yeah. It looks before like anybody, they're putting Before on, the fence been pulled down. It looks like they're putting on airs and graces, like they're getting ready yeah. for a Halloween party real quick. Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Absolutely. It's, uh, um, a weird story I read, there's the people at the Charles Mark Hotel. Okay. 
So the people at the Charles Mark Hotel, in order to possibly, I don't know, gain notoriety, this is the hotel where the lid of the second bomb was found. Right. Right. On the on the roof of this hotel, they found the lid of the bomb. Right. Okay. And they claim to have been knocked off their feet by the second blast mm-hmm. after they left their hotel to investigate. And they've seen seven or eight people missing limbs. And this is at the first bomb site. Right. Up by the finish line, the Charles Mark. Right. So they hear the first bomb. They run out. The second bomb goes off. And they claim to have been knocked off their feet. This second bomb is more than 250 yards away. Yeah. It's a small... You know, incendiary device. It's yeah. not going to have the blast force to be able to knock you off your feet. Impossible. Like, yeah, not happening. Not from that distance. Why are you saying that? And why are you claiming to see seven or eight people missing limbs when at that site there wasn't that many people? Yeah, like there are a lot of these. Like, like again, there's a lot of talk on about crisis actors and people who are well, there. Fa- well, like we talk about this a lot in Sandy Hook. Uh, people who be there, kind of faking. A connection. Fake an injury. Yeah, faking injury, faking connection, faking, you know, a, a dead body, faking connection to a victim, um, and, and faking a, a personality, faking a persona. Yeah, we had, like, Robbie Parker at Sandy Hook who was pretending to be the the parent of a dead child who was laughing off camera, then, like, getting himself ready, coming on camera, being like... Hyperventing himself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter. And you're like... Yeah. Yeah, okay, dude. I got no love for that guy. We have some crazy, like, crisis actors who really go all the way... So one of the most famous or the most photographed uh, crisis actors in this whole situation was Jeff Bauman. Mm-hmm. This guy, this is the man you've seen, he ain't got no legs. Yes. This is like Lieutenant Dan and it's the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. Being the really famous, the street, iconic photo. Iconic photo taken by an Irish man. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a resident of uh, Derry. Well, Ireland. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, Irish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I claim them. Uh, I took this photo of the cowboy and the guy in the wheelchair and the girl the, the Chinese girl and uh, they're pushing this guy in a wheelchair up the street yeah. completely unnecessarily yeah um, <laughs> in contravention to the, the way you would treat someone absolutely with massive blood loss and arterial damage yeah like he should be he should be dead by rights yes, he should be dead yeah, he probably should have bled out um, it was also in front of a whole other media cameras Mm-hmm. When there was uh, a whole set of ambulances parked at the medical tent just around the corner. Yeah. So, but hang on, how could they Jeff have gone to them? Like, was was this marathon happening like on a road or something like that? Yeah, it was happening on um, just like a street. Yeah, it was happening. Oh, you're outside. You're outside ambulances down streets. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I read that somewhere. It's uh, on Bo- on Boylston Street and just around the corner on Adelaide Street. Oh, I think that's how it's pronounced. Adelaide. Uh, just we'll ask our Australian friends. We will. Just around the corner, there was a whole bunch of ambulances. Hmm. Like, for the end of the race. Yeah. Literally, like, 10, 12, 15 ambulances. I have been to a marathon before. I do see, like, ambulances waiting at the end of them for, for when the runners arrive. Yeah. Usually the ambulance have lots of... By the end of the race, you'll see a couple of people sitting on the ambulance with those tinfoil, uh, yeah. kind of... Like, it's like at the end of an action movie when it's all calmed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When people do high fives and... Uh, you know, the the hero gets to kiss the girl and stuff. John McLean gets to bring his wife again. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, honey. But yeah, so Jeff Bauman gets uh, paraded in front of all of these cameras. What's what's Jeff Bauman's story, Paul? I Jeff Bauman's it's it's a tricky one. Now online what you'll see is some I'm gonna put links up to this, some uh some questionable 
existences for Jeff Bowman. Just to, to give a quick colour on crisis actors, again, we talked about this before in Sandy Hook, and, like, if you have an actual terrorist event, what you're probably not going to see is people pretending to be part of it, yeah. generally. Now, you might remember the uh, the girl who wasn't there, the 9-11 uh, story. Very weird yeah, story. very weird story, but, uh, you know, an aberration compared to the, the amount of people that were caught up in that. Um, it, it is rare to see in a kind of terrorist event someone running along going like, I'm part of this I did happen to me too because if it's a real event there's a chance to be caught out and there's a chance that you'll be completely vilified like this girl was and the, the girl who wasn't after, there after an, enough time of being celebrated absolutely yeah yeah so what the you girl see, who wasn't there essentially is a, a documentary about a girl who pretends that she had a, a very close part in the 9-11 disaster. Yeah. She was in one of the buildings. She was in one of the buildings. Her, and her she, boyfriend, her fiancé, was killed in the other yeah, building. And she escaped and, you know, this was helped all... Helped people out. People helped her. Yeah. Uh, she's of Italian origin and it was a, and she was, like, the head of the 9-11 survivors groups and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. crazy amounts of involvement. And afterwards it was found out that she's full of shit. She just made she the whole thing up. Made the whole thing up. Like... Yeah. But that's, there was a period of time where, where some people knew and, and some people suspected and companies that she was talking about like knew information but didn't want to say it, didn't want to nobody wanted to out her because you didn't want to be the one to out someone well, it's the same in as, a tragedy situation like it's that. The same as putting what? like a child uh as one of the three deaths in some false flag so yeah. that people won't talk about it because no one wants to doubt the death of a child. Yeah, well you know sometimes people call it all we gotta call well, bullshit on this stuff. So tell us about Jeff. So and his crazy story. Yeah, Jeff uh, might not actually be Jeff. Jeff might well be Lieutenant Nick Vogt. That's V O G T Vogt. Uh, this is this is some information I saw online. Now I haven't been able to check this up too much, but I did see a, a bit of a kind of a put together. And what we said in the start of the intro of this was there's a lot of kind of amateur investigators out there kind of yeah. putting their own information together and posting this stuff on forums and conspiracy boards stuff like that. And you do get a lot of shite. That's what we always do. You do get a lot of shite. Yeah, yeah, But what this person seems to have is photos of this Lieutenant Nick Vogue who lost his legs in uh, the war in Iraq as a serving military personnel, a uh, lieutenant, uh, in Kandahar in a, in a battle. And uh, it shows him in, back in 2011 uh, in a military hospital. Had he got legs? No, he hadn't. He had no, no legs and no left pinky. No pinky on his left hand. No little <sighs> finger. And then what you see in the Boston bombing videos when you see Jeff Bowman lying there on the ground, it kind of looks like he has no pinky on his left hand. <laughs> now here's the weird Could thing, right? Nick. Could it be Nick? Could it be Nick? Here's the weird thing. When he's photographed again later, uh, Jeff Bowman, he does have a, a pinky on his left hand. It's an odd one. That one I haven't been able to check up too much and the disappearing, reappearing pinky is an odd thing. And if the actor who... Well, was, if he's able to fake having legs for an hour until they get... Inverted commas blown off. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that he can. You know, but I mean, why, why they would have like a, a fake, you know, a, an amputee playing, you know, the role of him there at the bombing, and then have a different guy playing in the hospital is well. There's a there was a a, a moderately famous guy uh, from Wexford called Darren Busher mm-hmm. who famously uh, jumped on tried to jump on top of a train one night on the way home from the pub, and the train ended up running over him, and he lost an arm and two legs. Jesus. And he was kind of like a, a local celebrity or whatever. At the time, everybody knew him. And when Steven Spielberg rolled into town to make Saving Private Ryan, a lot of the landing scenes were done in Curraclough Beach in Wexford. Right. And guess who they hired on to be one of these 
people that was uh, lying riding on the beach, screaming. riding yeah. and screaming with like bits of stringy uh, flesh and blood and bone hanging out of them, that who were already very prepared for the role. Yes. And no CGI was necessary. Darren Busher got a lovely job there for the summer, you know. There you go. Um, if you're looking for someone to play somebody that has no legs, you should probably start off with someone that has, has, no, legs. has no legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the CGI in Forrest Gump was... I'm sure very expensive and tedious yeah, to try yeah. and rub out for uh, Gary Sinise, Gary yeah. Sinise's that wasn't legs easy for the for whole movie you know it'd be easier if Nick Voigt had no legs and then he's playing this person Jeff Bauman or whoever this guy is uh, yeah Jeff Bauman like, he, he's a very famous person obviously he's the guy in the wheelchair that I kind of follow you also, he's also at the centre of, of possibly a, the fake prosthetic question mm. so Jeff Bauman's the guy you see that when the explosion happens he's then lying on the ground he's wearing kind of a, a grey baseball style shirt so grey with darker grey kind of sleeves and he's lying on the ground and on top of him is a lady uh, in a red coat and she's just kind of like lying on top of him kind of covering his lower half mm. and then covering his feet and uh, kind of kind of kneeling up looming above him and the woman is another gentleman wearing uh, kind of a black overcoat and a grey hoodie underneath mm. this gentleman kind of proceeds to to kind of grab his leg and kind of fiddle with it the left leg the one with the like both legs were amputated both legs lost lost legs but the left leg had a big long bone kind of protruding yeah. at the end of it uh, the, the tibia I guess um, and he's kind of fiddling with this leg the, the guy in the grey hoodie uh, he then kind of stops for a second. I get possibly applying a tourniquet yeah. to keep his femoral artery from bleeding out and from dying in less than four minutes. Um, he stops kind of halfway through though to put sunglasses on. Once he's finished... <laughs> are you serious? What are you laughing at? Are you serious? This he's... is a hero. This is a guy that was trying to save another guy's <laughs> life. He was bleeding to death on the street in front of him after but a bombing. But look cool when but he's he doing looking, it. Yeah, you've got to respect that too. You've got to respect both his, his empathy and his love to help. He didn't want but to get his, the arterial spray yeah, in his, his eyes, his, maybe. His screw you, the world. I'm going to look cool whether this guy dies or not. So, so he puts his sunglasses on. Um, and then what's really weird is, of these three, what you see is the lady who appears to have no injuries later gets taken away with a bit, bit more blood on her, but she had no blood on her for after the first after the explosion, gets taken away in a stretcher. Uh, the gentleman on the, with the grey hoodie then proceeds to kind of like lay down on the ground and as you described kind of like legs crossed kind of one arm cocked up yeah. on his elbow in a very relaxed kind of position but again with a bit more kind of blood on him but just you know kind of dabbed here and there no kind of as I said arterial spray kind yeah, of yeah no serious yeah wound. no serious kind of arcing sprays like you would see just kind of like bits of smeared blood which, mm. and here's the problem with this, this scene is that you see a lot of, sort of smeared blood even on the ground the blood is smeared mm. and sticky across the ground but anyway uh, so the the female with seemingly no injuries leaves on the stretcher. Poor Jeff, who's missing both of his legs, gets propped up into a wheelchair. Lifted up, lifted up onto a by wheelchair. one man apparently. Apparently, by, don't by see Carlos this happen now in the footage that he lifted him up alone. Uh, there is footage of him being yeah. helped in by two other people as yeah. well as Carlos. And there there is footage of of you know continuing from the moment the bomb happened up to. Like kind of the aftermath was completed mm. and what you see is a lot of Carlos kind of like walking around Standing talking to around. a guy he picks up something off the ground puts it in his pocket has a flag uh, has a flag he's waving around wipes he, on the ground so he yeah, gets so nice he blood on it blood so he can show it to the yeah, media um, he does help pull down the hoardings with the, the police and the National Guard instead of doing over. what he claims that he did which is leap over the fence and immediately start helping Jeff Bellman because he looked he, like the most injured yes because he was a, a 
there as a, a medical personnel as a John of God. So, so he says later on, so he's he part of the Red Cross. Yes, yes, he was a uh, he was wearing kind of one kind of large lanyard ID, which was dark blue in color at, at the time when he was and killed. And he's, he's pictured changing the ID on this black lanyard to yeah, he's pictured picking up a, a different ID off the ground, yeah, and then kind of fiddling with it, and then later. He's seen with the same ID. With Showing it to the news going yeah, on part of the Red Cross. With his picture kind of stuck in it. So let's talk and about Carlos Arredondo. Then. Let's, let's go with Jeff. Carlos Arredondo. Yeah, let's, let's leave Jeff, Jeff to, his own, to his own devices for yeah, a Jeff moment. Jeff will come back into it later. And uh, let's Carlos, move on to Carlos. He's one of the most intriguing characters about this. He whole really story. is. Carlos Arredondo is from Costa Rica, a native of Costa Rica who was smuggled into Supposedly. the US and later granted a green card in exchange for giving evidence that led to the conviction of the people who smuggled them into the US. That is a great start. Yes. And it is the American dream. Yes. That's a great start to his, uh, you know, citizenship. Yeah, it's not about US getting your lick at the brass ring. It's about making sure somebody else doesn't get theirs. Yeah. While you get Fuck yours. you for bringing me in and thanks. Yeah. So, um, Carlos was basically the media darling. He He's... His story is basically he, he immediately helped Jeff Bell when he'd lost both of his legs and his femoral arteries were severed, which means he only had minutes to live. So Carlos had to act really quickly, jump in over the fence, put the tourniquet, which he mispronounces as tournament. And while he's talking to the news media, doesn't even know the word tourniquet for someone who works for the Red Cross, which is really strange. Yeah. His, his, uh, Turnover? English, his, yeah, turnover? Tournament? Yeah, tournament. His, That's his, it. his uh, English speaking ex wife. Is the one that has to say tourniquet, and yeah. he's like the tourniquet, tourniquet. What did you say? Like he doesn't even know the word. He just and knows. she's quite the cook holder. Isn't I she? make uh, I make tie knot. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, it's all good, man. I make tie knot, and he's all good. Like very weird, very weird dude, and yeah. he has a really strange background. So not the only fake sounding uh, Spanish accent, by the way. In this, yeah. there's a great interview I'll be throwing up on the website of a of a bystander getting interviewed about having met Tamerlan two weeks before the bombing and how Tamerlan was acting nervous and biting his fingernails which led him to believe that he oh yeah that was really weird he looks like a skater guy who has like a beard massive Stevie Wonder glasses trying to hide his face won't won't look at the camera and uses the fakest South American accent you've ever heard to me it didn't sound um, like Spanishy it sounded like a Brazilian maybe you think yeah I think it just all sounded fake from it did sound I think the whole fake. thing was I think he was putting on a fake persona it's as good as any of the accents we do yeah. here I think but back to Carlos Arredondo so uh, Carlos Arredondo uh, said he jumped in leapt over the fence and ran straight to Jeff Bowman's aid he hung around the scene is what he did yeah. he scaled the fence and then he helped with the removal of the fence and then he stand around some more and then he's being instructed by a man in a yellow jacket who's supposed to be instructing people maybe it was his handler and the whole time and never let go of this American flag had a little American flag put it in his pocket put it on the ground lifted it back up again rolled it up had it in his hand and then he's just standing around pulling his plum doing nothing <laughs> until a guy in a yellow jacket comes over to him and goes hey bro you're supposed to be helping this boy with no legs over here. Yeah. And Carlos is like, oh, okay, no, I'll go do that then. Uh, but he had to wait until the fake bone was put into the stump mm-hmm. of Jeff Bowen. So when, when you see this picture, there's like, I'd say at least a four, maybe five inch shin bone yeah. that's coming out of the leg. So the flesh obviously was torn off, blown clean off this clean bone. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, really, from from like a small incendiary device that had nails and um, yeah. Bob Aarons and stuff in it. He was so close to it that it just went and like completely sheared the meat off the bone. Yeah, and what you see is like a ridiculous amount of kind of weird 
bits of flesh and dangly tentacles kind of hanging out. But only from the, the stump bit. The bone part is completely, it's completely clean. clean. Yeah, it's been And there's no the feet. Yeah. Normally, like, so it, it wouldn't blow the feet clean off unless yeah. his legs were directly over the bomb and it exploded. Yeah, there should be something really hanging. There should be some chunks of flesh hanging somewhere. Yeah. And um, what's strange is that, like, the shrapnel, I'm guessing, has managed to clear off all of this flesh, but has left no marks in the bone. Yeah. That's very, very specific. Has left, yeah, it's like uh, one of those microwave weapons that just uh, destroy organic material and That's leave all it, the exactly. buildings intact. Uh, he held onto this US flag, right, for yeah. dear life. So you could have it for doing the wheelchair parade, which is what I call yes. what they do. We run up and in the street in front of the cameras, right? Yeah. And this was later covered in blood because he was like, he had it. I was grand. Then he was dealing with Jeff Bauman. And then he started showing this like bloody flag to the to the news media, holding it out with his big sad face on him. Just such weird actions from this guy. And yeah. then, then comes the fucked up strange interviews that he, that he took part in. He claims to be a member of the Red Cross and he shows his badge. Even after the melee is over, he's like, yeah, I was a member of the Red Cross. And we've yeah. seen him. We've mentioned him bending over in the middle and of the... taking the badge and altering it. fucking badge and yeah. changing what he had, right? Uh, he claims that Jeff's shirt was on fire. He says this in like five different interviews. Yeah. As if it was a, a learned script. Yeah. That maybe his shirt was supposed to be on fire. There is a black mark in the shirt, but we don't see it on fire. We don't see signs of fire damage or a burn on Jeff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even in an interview the following December, so like seven or eight months later, he's saying, yeah, he shut us on fire the exact yeah. same way. Where have we seen this kind of thing before? A script re- rehashed and perpetuated. Where yeah. did we see this thing before? Ten different interviews, but given all the exact same way with the same amount of like uncontrollable rising emotions. Yeah, yeah. almost the intonation's identical. Yeah. We've, this, seen, we've seen this in a false flag operation before. Can it, Ten points to anybody who can tell us. This sounds to me like a, another incarnation of Sweet Jean Rosen. Sweet Jean. Sweet Jean in a bottle. Oh, sweet. Like, definitely Sweet Jean. Yeah. This Part guy is... This sweet guy is, Jean Arredondo. Yeah, he, he's the cheaper non-legal Sweet Jean. Caliente Carlos Arredondo. That's yeah. what he is. Uh, this guy is ridiculous. Look, I like there's one there's one clip of him and the wife on on the radio, and they're like, "Carlos, have you spoken to Jeff Bowman or his family at all since the incident happened?" And he says, "Ah, uh, no, no, I have not." And his wife goes, "No, Carlos, do you remember we spoke to Jeff this morning? He said his recovery's going well." Yes, that happened. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Redonk. Yeah, uh, the guy is like. I think he's almost even funnier than, than Gene Rosen. He's so Because there's a part with Gene Rosen that makes you so angry. There's not really a part that's making me angry about this guy. He's just so ridiculous. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he exists to at be At least that when you're ridiculous. looking at Gene, you think, this guy knows what he's doing. What a cunt for doing Yes, it. exactly. He's smart enough to know how doing. disgusting his I actions are. I think Carlos is just told, say this and we give you those money. He's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Carlos is too dumb to not know that he's not saving the world. His famous cowboy hat changed as the the marathon day went on. Would mm-hmm. you believe this? There's pictures of him early in the day with a cowboy hat that's a suede, full suede oh, beige Jesus. cowboy hat that has Costa Rica written on the ribbon of it, right? Right, he borrowed that from George Michael, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and when you have George Michael's hat on, you know, you want to just <laughs> go anything. outside. You just want to go outside. Uh, it had Costa Rica on this ribbon. And then it changed later on in the day to a straw hat. So you see yeah. him with the straw hat with nothing written on it. And then 
as he was running past the cameras and doing all that stuff, someone had obviously given him his original hatback with the Costa Rica taken off it. Right. So and it was just the original plain suede. original beige suede hat. Right. I, 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 I did see him in a straw hat for a while. I remember thinking they were weird photos. And this hat he has worn in every interview and has it all. Like he went on Costa Rican TV. He went home to Costa Rica almost immediately after the bomb. Yes. To be celebrated. To be celebrated as a hero, right? And, uh, his grey jumper also when he was running past the, the the news media was covered in blood the right arm was covered in blood yeah. where at the scene when he was putting the bleeding Jeff Bauman into the wheelchair yeah. he should have been covered in blood then from like arterial spray that yeah. wasn't tourniqueted it was blood. Yeah. and again if you look at that photo it seems like no drops of blood going up the street you can see the hole up the street yeah. behind the wheelchair where it was wheeled down the street not a drop of blood has and the amount of time that's taken like uh, Carlos is standing around looking at his fucking watch, looking at this, looking at that, like a messer, a fucking messer, doing nothing. And by the time he gets his shit together, Jeff Bowman should be dead by his injuries. Yeah. Like, definitely should be dead. Yeah. Um, but he has a really strange history, Paul, and, and he does. When I was it's looking really up this stuff, weird. it was really odd. Yeah. Right? So, Carlos Arredondo yes. had a son that died. Yes, this is very sad. In Iraq? In the Iraq War 2004. In Iraq, right? So the Marines, when they came to his house to inform him of this, mm-hmm. they came in a minivan, right? And Carlos flipped out and he yeah. went and got some paraffin or he went and got some gasoline from the shed. And he said, get out of here. I don't want you here. And they were like, okay, we're afraid that you're going to do something crazy. We have to wait till your wife comes home. He's like, get out of here. I said, no, you have to wait. He set fire to the van. Yeah. That, that, that the train came said, in. get out of here. They said, no, we want to stay and tell your wife. We're not certain that you speak good enough English to tell your wife. Well, not, not like that. that. They said that they didn't. They were afraid he was going to harm himself or right, others right, right. with the sad news. And they had to yeah. wait till his wife came home. And he said, if you don't go, I make it so you can't go. Yeah. And he burnt her fucking van up. Yeah. And there's pictures of it. And he was like... Brought gasoline, three liters gasoline and a, a propane burner type. He was, he, was, he was kind of let off with it because yeah. it was like, okay, well... Uh, according to him, he, well, according he tells to reports, the story, yeah, he tells the story, the same story with the same lines and on all these interviews before the Boston bomb, and he's in interviews on TV, going, "Yeah, I burned up this van, like sorry, yeah. sorry." He, he had gained a tiny bit of notoriety through being this, like this new story kind of broke about. Yeah, uh, uh, father of war veteran tries to self-immolate. But this is where the story changes after his a few man. years. The story kind of changed. Yeah, yeah, he says like after. He, he was kind of like a victim of like a post-traumatic stress uh, episode, uh, episode yeah. so he tried to burn down the van right but the story was changed after a few years saying that yeah he tried to kill himself mm. when he found out that his son was, was killed in Iraq he, he, it was active like an active suicide attempt and could this be the incident that introduced him to the FBI or the CIA for use in Boston as like a a, a kind of a, an agent a, a media agent because the media loved this story yeah uh, <laughs> this this really picked up like 15 minutes of fame for him yeah this, absolutely he got his taste in 2004 2005 loads of videos of, of him pre-Boston yeah given the given the Sally about like uh, what he did to the guys in the van and he really like drags out the thing it's like I was feeling so sad and I just wanted to kill myself and it's like uh, well that's what you were saying at the start dude you've been you've been told to say yeah, that because it makes a much better news story yeah and it'll make you get away with crime better at first when you're trying to get away with the crime you, you said that oh it was an accident and I, I set fire to my legs by accident and I tried to pull it out yeah he got like second degree burns like on yeah. 25% of his body it was pretty pretty serious like yeah I was thinking when I was watching that that he was made be the cowboy guy from the Boston bombings as a payment for wrecking the van and basically like it's a federal crime to 
to fuck around with like yeah. CIA or so they came to agents. him and they said Carlos we need you to do something for us and if, or you're going to go to jail or you're going to go to jail for the shit you did with that van and he's like yeah. okay what do you want like, me to do like, we want you to be a hero Carlos and make a lot of money out of the situation yeah, okay Carlos we'll do this we'll do this we're going to put up a lot of interviews we're going to have like a Carlos yeah. Arredondo article with basically yeah. all the info and all the all this crazy, crazy shit. S- 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 but he's definitely one of yeah. these people that his story gets a bit darker though like after after this this 2004 incident with the son then his other son commits suicide yeah, and this other son of, lived with yeah. the mother that he was estranged from not him and the wife and him and the wife and this sounds really harsh because the guy's son his first son dies in Iraq his second son commits suicide but here's what I see the guy goes on TV and then starts selling this story of how you know his son was like him, and 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 he, he you know, he he does all these things on her son, and, and blah 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 blah. His son killed and himself com- because and, of him. And the suicide himself. story that Carlos perpetuated was like, I couldn't live without my son. Yeah. So his other son was obviously feeling a bit, a bit, yeah, rejected yeah. from that, and he didn't live with Carlos. Um, also, like it's it's funny to see like Carlos's wife, but he was not the mother of the son, but his wife talking about how the son, the the soldier, and the other one had all the traits, these traits that mm. she has, and things. And it's like, well, you're not related to them really um, yeah it's it's a strange one the two of them sometimes by marriage yeah they look to like they look to be like a pair of Gene Rosens like just whoring themselves out whoring themselves yeah for, for doing what, everything and when the Boston stuff get. hit when the Boston stuff hit he was on every news report every morning show mm-hmm. Costa Rican TV like loads and loads of news appearances on the day he was ready to be like interviewed all day long on camera showing his hat showing the blood on his sleeve like telling the story again and again and again as if the more he told it the more it would be true yeah like who has that time after such an event to be standing around being hammed up by cameras and then being all over the six o'clock seven o'clock nine o'clock midnight news morning news show he's on like abc sitting with katie Couric going like uh, so i pick him up all by myself and he's like well you didn't and there's fucking video of you not doing that. Yeah. And then uh, I tell his arteries, no, you didn't do that no, either. There's no, video of you do not that. doing that. Sure. Like, he doesn't even know what tourniquet is. It's called yeah. the tournament. Like, yeah. this guy is fucked. He's yeah. fucked up in the head, right? Yeah. But so, this, it's funny you should say interview there because uh, Carlos did, did an interview uh, at the Boston Marathon the year before. Oh, my God. Yeah. He ran the year before. He ran with his, his, his dead son's uh, boots. Uh, from the from the army, he actually was stopped at the finish line by a local Boston reporter who did a quick kind of interview with him about why he was carrying the boots and what he was there for. He, he was actually yeah. <laughs> um, now he stopped by a local Boston reporter and he's questioning about what he's doing in the race, why he's holding the boots, everything like that. That local Boston reporter is a man named Steve Silva. No way. Yes. Why? Well, no way. Steve Silva. Is Have you this heard the that guy? name before? Yeah. Yeah. So Steve Silva. Uh, interviews Carlos in in 2012 at the at the f- finish line of the Boston Bo- Boston Marathon where the bomb went off actually the next year weird enough um, Steve Silva is also the guy that filmed the incredible footage that we keep talking about which is this footage right as the bomb catches the bomb explosion at the finish line kind of moves in towards it moves away from it moves towards it moves away from it looks up the sky looks at the flags looks at the Boston sign sees the old um, man falls sees the old man falls down shoots down the street looks at the back of some cops looks at the back of some another cops looks out up the, up the street looks down at the ground looks up the sky looks down at the ground looks at the flags looks down at the ground again looks at the back of a cop then goes to the area sees a bunch of cameramen kind of stuffed into the area ahead of this cameraman People leave the area. Those cameramen leave the area. Like he didn't go to the bomb area immediately. No, 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 no. This is this is kind of the general uh, sway of this video. It's kind of 
all over the place, basically. Yeah. And for, even, for a professional even, news reporter who's been to that marathon before yeah. taking video, a really bad job. You can even time how long it takes to set up that crime scene by Silva's video. Yes. You can go Just like... Time and okay, you can hear him narrating it. Takes, it. It takes 90 seconds for everybody to get in position. But we do have a set of stills from other people's cameras of people taking pictures of... It's like blank scene. Blank scene. One dude. Two cops. More people. Yeah. Five guys lying down. Yeah. Ten guys lying down. 35 people. Woman with a bag full of blood walking around in circles dumping blood on everybody. Yeah. Full ready scene. It's almost like a... You know, like a, a a setup for a stage play or something like that. Like mm-hmm. everyone, everyone in positions. Okay, curtain up, and Silva, go. Yeah. So this is Steve Silva, he's the sports editor for the Boston Globe mm. newspaper, and as a sports editor, he's covering the Boston Marathon. But did we not hear of him? Did we not hear of him in nine eleven as well? We did. We actually covered him in nine eleven a little bit. So Steve gets this incredible, incredibly bad video yeah. of the of the explosion happens. But just you know, not lucky that he's there. He works for the Boston Globe. He's a, he's, he's the Globe reporter. He he would be there. Yeah. Just lucky he happened to be at the finish line at that time when it went off and, and actually live filming because he films kind of a few seconds before the bomb goes off and then from then on just just lucky he pulled the camera out and started filming at that exact moment the bomb went off mm. that's well, he was filming somebody crossing the finish line yeah obviously. pure, pure he, blind coincidence he also gets what we're going to talk about in a few minutes now the green jogger mm-hmm. throwing her bit yes to the old man who falls weirdly that's yeah. probably the best resolution that you can that you, you can, can see it in his action. video yeah yeah but Steve Silva uh you know, you could suggest that he got lucky uh, catching this incredible footage at the Boston Marathon, but in my opinion, he doesn't do a very good job of getting no. actual footage of he the area. He a really good he job. He circles around for a while yeah, for he gets the area. Really, he does a really good job of letting the people set up before he films them, though. Yeah, but Steve Silva's done a better job of spotting incredible events. On September 11, 2001, Steve Silva was in New York City, as you would expect, a mm. uh, Boston Globe reporter, uh, but he was in Manhattan this time. And uh, he was standing in front of the World Trade Center towers. I don't know if you heard of them. They're not there anymore now. Um, so he was watching one of those, and he was actually taking photographs of it, really enough. And a plane hit it. He was there to see the, the first, first plane. plane hit. He he saw the first plane hit. You'd know that because uh, Steve Silver was one of the first eyewitness reports on a uh, like CNN, ABC, all those one ones. of the talking heads that they get to see. Yes, and he's quite famous. I think if we if you saw the clip again, uh, and we'll stick it up, the the clip of him talking on nine eleven. Uh, you, I think you'll remember him. He's the guy that says, "Oh no, I think it was a passenger." Jet. Oh, I didn't hear about. Yeah, I just happened to be in New York and I looked up and I saw this first plane hit. And I'm a photographer, so I, I took a few shots of it. Like, yeah, just really lucky, blah blah. blah. And you kind of think, "Wow, that guy was really lucky." Really, that's lucky. amazing. And then uh, twelve years passes, and you think, "That guy's full of shit." Yeah. I mean, 2001. I thought, Jesus, that guy was so. I remember seeing Damn. that news story. I remember hearing that guy talking yeah. about it, like doing the interview. I remember thinking. Jeez, that guy was one of the few people that actually saw that first plane going yeah. to the building. I took a like photograph. Priceless footage. He took like, a photograph. Yeah, That's yeah. crazy. Very famous photograph. They took. Um, Speaking of famous photographs. Yeah. Charles Krupa. Yes. This is a dairyman. Let's skip on. Yeah, let's skip on to the dairyman we were talking about earlier. That's Steve Silva. We're going to put that up on. That's uh, on the website. That's That guy's fucked. Yeah, that guy's... That, that that's, that's just a coincidence, okay? Yeah, what yeah, we've talked yeah. about tonight is about... Where, where are we at? Like 18 or 19? Weird coincidences? So far, yeah. So we're definitely up in high double figures. Yeah, we'll say Steve, we'll say Steve Silva. Let's go low. Let's say he's the fifteenth weird coincidence yeah. to come across so far. Number sixteen. Uh, so we're on to Charles Krupa. Charles Krupa is a photographer. He's uh, American, but he lives in Derry in Ireland, and uh, he's a freelance photographer. But he mainly works for the Associated Press. Uh, he was there. He took the the iconic photo. 
a photo that encapsulates the whole thematic gravitas and yes. disaster reaction of the Boston bombing. Yes, Carlos Arredondo and Jeff Bauman in the wheelchair. Uh, Carlos pinching off the, the the artery. Jeff, you know, clenching as hard as he can so he doesn't drop any blood anywhere. That's how that works, right? If your legs blow off, you just clench really hard. Clenched. The blood stays like inside you. Sphincter. Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. your legs are like yeah. giant sphincters. All the muscles in your leg. So what it is. So, Charles, where, like, how did Charles get such a such a picture? He was just lucky. He was happy to go to the, like he's, so he's with the Associated lucky. Press. He just happened to be assigned to go to the Boston Marathon and, and take photos. And just in that moment, he just happened to be there and take that photo and get a great photo. You know, have it framed well, have it formed well. So where's the catch? Is there a catch? There's not much of a catch there. It's, you know, it's just a coincidence he happened to be there on the day mm-hmm. and caught that photo. Of Carlos Arredondo. Of Carlos Arredondo, yeah. Here's another weird coincidence about Charles Cooper. In 2004, Charles Cooper was at a memorial mm. for a, a young serviceman that had been killed in Iraq. He interviewed a gentleman there, a Costa Rican gentleman there, uh, not American, Costa Rican mm. gentleman there, and got photos with him. That gentleman's name was Carlos Arredondo. 2004. Anyway, that doesn't matter. He does. <laughs> that was a coincidence. He was coincidentally there. That was that guy wearing a cowboy hat? Yeah. So in 2006, coincidentally, Charles Krupa is also at this kind of. He, he's been assigned by the Associated Press to go to this U.S. citizenship um, ceremony. Mm. So it's all these these um, you know non-nationals who who've applied for American citizenship, granted green cards, yeah. and this is you know the proudest day of their life, going to be American citizen. The dream is now. He actually takes a photo that's printed in the local newspaper. Um, uh, or, what's the, uh, what's the well. name of the guy in the photo? Who, the, the, in Charles Cooper's photo in 2006. Yeah, 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 2006. The guy that's getting his American citizenship? Yeah. The, the Costa Rican citizen that's, that's changing to American citizenship? Yeah, what is it? It's a, it's a Carlos... Let me see if I pronounce this correctly. Arredondo. Arredondo. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, it seems that Charles Krupa and Carlos Arredondo should be good friends because they've known each other for over 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but apparently not, because apparently every time they meet in these crazy situations, like a photograph's taken, hands are shaking, what's your name, let me take your details, that kind of thing. They just don't seem to know each other. Except Charles later says he, he when he saw him that day, so sees him in 2004 at a memorial, sees him in 2006, uses his photos both times for mm. uh, selling them for the Associated Press, like they're the chosen photos mm. that he puts forward of Carlos Arredondo, then meets him again in 2013. But this time with the Boston bombings um, takes that iconic photo and then iconic. says yeah does an interview afterwards where he's asked don't you think it's strange this incredible connection we put that interview on the website this incredible connection that you have with this man and he said you know what I did think it was weird I remember like seeing the guy and taking the photo and then my friend who was with me said hey that guy looks kind of familiar don't you know him and then I went Oh wait, I do. I think I took a photo of him in two thousand and four at a, a event for. So a magically was able and then to go back two thousand and six. Remembered, remembered taking a photo of him at the citizenship ceremony in in Texas, I believe it was. That shit um, is fucking bananas, man. Well, it's a coincidence. I don't know why. Like, dude, well, let's let's go. You're one let's, of those conspiracy theorists who yeah. see like connections and everything. Yeah, and it's there's pretty. There. It's pretty coincidental. Let's go. Let's go to Erica Branick. Erica Branick. Okay, so now side. we're on to victims. We're on to straight up victims here. These are people who've had limbs lost. Okay, okay. to this event. This is the woman that's sitting beside. Jeff this is Bellman. the blonde woman. Yeah, in kind of the red gilet or gilet, if you will, <laughs> who's sitting beside Jeff Bellman, um, kind of sitting on her on her on her butt with her kind of legs up and her her hands back. Bracing like yourself. Pretty casually. Up, pretty casually sitting up. Again, kind of like sitting in a park, maybe watching one of those, uh, you know, they put those big projector screens up and play a summer movie in the park. That kind of thing. Um, kind of a real shocked look on her face. Doesn't know what's going on. She's got like a, 
a bit of dirt or maybe a small cut on on the back of her sock, kind of on her left Achilles tendon, mm. and then maybe like a small dribble of blood going down, but seemed to emanate from nowhere yeah. on on her right leg. And um, she's wearing those kind of like half size jogging trousers that just barely go over the knee. Um, doesn't seem to be too injured. It later turns out she's on the news, and uh, it later turns out her Achilles tendon was like severely severed right. on her left foot. She nearly lost that foot. Right. On her right leg, both her fibia and her tibia was broken. You believe that? Wow. And she was yeah. just sitting there. Just, just sitting there chilling, like just keeping chilling. it real, just kicking back, you know what I mean, taking it easy. Wasn't like screaming like a footballer who's got a really bad tackle and smashed no, her no, ankles. No. Or, she was maybe thinking like of her sister who's... who was lying on the ground beside her missing a leg. Maybe. But I don't know, she didn't turn around to look, so. Is there pictures say. of her sister having a leg beforehand? Uh, not that I could find. In fact... What's, uh, what's, what's her sister's name? Her sister's name is... Oh, sorry, that is Erica Brannock we're talking about. This yeah. is Erica Brannock we're talking about. Her sister... Uh, oh, sorry, that's uh, Nicole Brannock Gross we're talking about now. Okay. Nicole Brannock Gross is the blonde one who's sitting there... With the Achilles tendon. With the Achilles tendon. Behind her... Not is making this, a peep. Not making a peep. Behind her is her sister, Erica Brannock, who's, who's lost uh, a leg. Who's lost a leg. Um, she's like lying kind of almost head to foot, well, missing foot, with Jeff Bowman. <laughs> Um, and she has this, this very small Nicola area Brannock has small loads of holes of in her blood. clothes but no blood or cuts or yeah. any yeah. any damage from like flying ball bearings or yeah. like Eric, Erica Brannock has a has a leg missing she's going outside Jeff Bowman has a leg missing there's another person with a leg missing lying close to them there's not a huge amount of blood on the ground between them and what blood there is seems to be very oddly coloured and seems to be sticking to the ground and smeared kind of strangely um, nobody particularly writhing or screaming that's so funny very odd very that's odd so situation what about Sydney Corcoran um Sydney Corcoran was the girl that was uh, lying in front of the Adidas sign. The, 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 the most, one of the other very famous uh, Yeah, people. Parties. Yeah, yeah. So Sydney Corcoran, you spoke earlier about the woman who was seen walking around kind of dropping blood out of a handbag the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that was part of a set of pictures. There was one part of that picture was a man picking up a device and absconding yeah. with it. And the other part of that is a woman dribbling blood out of her handbag out of presumably some yeah. kind of a plasma bag. Or Sydney something. Corcoran nearly lost her leg. Right. So and bad was a, was a cut deep into her thigh. Uh, severing her femoral artery mm. so bad was this cut she was barely able to move I mean she was able to get up after it happened and then walk around and spreading blood around the place for a while but then she went over the other side of the hoardings and laid down on the ground where she was attended to maybe she didn't realise how bad she was that's probably what it was <laughs> that's probably what it was <laughs> her adrenaline was... was causing her femoral artery to pump into her handbag and she was walking around and it was then just spilling into that's the corners of her doing. handbag is that what was? Yeah. she was holding on her handbag for later yeah I'm glad we stopped looking for weird coincidences oh, and just started going with the facts what about Bill and Mary Jo White Bill and Mary Jo White are the older couple that yeah. you can see so they're both wearing kind of red Gillette kind of things and mm. um, black trousers uh, Mary Jo unfortunately after the blast uh, she's the one seen she, she has a very iconic photo too in a wheelchair being wheeled away she has blood all smeared down her face and her legs are covered in blood mm. her trousers are all ripped up to up to her thighs mm. her old thighs um, so after the blast she's seen sitting on the ground kind of well no blood in her basically but she's sitting on the ground um, comfortably comfortably enough same as the rest the same position as the rest okay. on her boat with her hands behind her back her knees up um, good old knees up seems to have some sort of red kind of rectangular pack in her hand okay. and then this goes up to her head and then suddenly her face starts becoming covered in blood and then wow. drips and puddles start appearing on her thighs there is a video well it's, it's, it's actually photo it's photos taken from a second floor window down onto the mm. area and as you said there was, there's a Flickr account of this where you can see them all in a, a slideshow so she's, she's basically caught rotten like, she's caught rotten there's a photo taken like someone's just holding down the, the, the shoot button on their, their camera phone so, or their camera so it's, it's yeah it's taking a photo every second second and a half so 
She is dark cotton. Cotton. Yes. Uh, her husband. Her husband. Uh, Bill lost his leg. Another one of the amputee victims. Before the bombing, obviously. Probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Bill's kind of like lying there, and again, what you see is like even longer than it takes for her to start dripping blood around the place. He's not dripping any blood. There's no sign of blood anywhere. He's actually weirdly enough, his leg that's apparently been blown off is lying on top of a piece of newspaper. And is it the newspaper from like 2001 depicting the fall of the Twin Towers? No, it's not. That's a bit of a stretch. Isn't that it? was a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, we're never going to go with something that crazy. Oh well. Yeah, but uh, his his amputated leg or his his blown off blowed off leg is lying on top of a, a new piece of newspaper. That's nice and white until Bill kind of like reaches down towards it, and then at which point just there's not like dribbles of blood or a spray of blood. There's just an immediate puddle splash. See, yeah, of blood just kind small of leg. rushes out from his leg immediately. Um, yeah, I feel for them a little bit. Because I have to sit on the cold ground and they might get piles because they're old. Yes, there is that. But there's the other issue whereby I did a little research and if you go to their youcaring.com page, you can actually make a donation to Bill and Mary Jo White if you'd like. Their donations oh, are sitting people at... people making money? Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, my their, God. Their donations so far on youcaring.com are sitting at $85,543. If you'd like to pledge some money to them, please do. And you might think, oh, they've got $85,000. Why would I give them any money? Well, wait, let's tell you how much money the rest of them have. Let's, let's go. Let's go Come through on. some people. Sydney Corcoran, the girl who yeah. uh, lost her, uh, well, who nearly lost her leg in, with a shrapnel. This is the shrapnel. This is the blood bag lady. Yeah, her mother, yes. Her mother, Celeste, was also injured uh, in the blast. And the two of them have a, a joint GoFundMe.com account. So far, they've raised $795,054. Oh That's from people donating because they're like, oh, the poor people in the Boston bombing. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Nicole Brannock Gross who has uh, the a private fund at bestrongstaystrong.net. She set up her own like major fund as opposed to using a yeah. So absolutely no information there. Uh, her sister Erica Brannock set up a private fund also called the Brannock Fund. Not the Brannock Gross Fund. No, the Brannock Fund dot com. Uh, can't again can't find any details on that of how much money no that's money. made. But like eighty five thousand. If you were told it was eighty five thousand, you'd be like. Damn, eighty five thousand like for charity, fuck. Yeah. For two old people. And then you go, Yeah, but I mean like Sydney Corcoran, who was just like walking around with a bag of blood. Yeah. Got eight hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we have a winner, Jeff Bowman at GoFundMe.com. It's Jeff Bowman's page if you want to go there and donate and help him get over the million dollar yeah. mark. So far he's at eight hundred and nine, one hundred and sixty five dollars oh at our last check. Christ. He's uh doing okay. But to be that's fair, he had both his legs blown off. That's, that's too much like That is a decent amount of money. That's that's too much money to be yeah. having for something like that, man. That's fucking yeah. phenomenal. That's taking taking advantage of people. It really is. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, no, just a question of, if these people are crisis actors and people would say, but why would they do this? They'd have to like turn their back on their life. They'd have to like pretend to be somebody yeah, you else. Shit with the money for nothing. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, when we're going to the beach in Hawaii. We're going to start winding this up now, and, and yeah, we're going to go into the false flag evidence. These are these are all like really crazy. Uh, yeah. Crazy chunks of evidence, so, but like. It's why it's making the show so long. There's so much stuff in it that's that's pertinent. Like, all yeah. these people... We've had like, to mention everything we've mentioned so far. You know? So, uh, first things first, if you have uh, a terrorist attack, what you're going to find is you have a drill for that exact kind of event running that day. Well, that's the norm. That's the norm. You that's check Sandy any, Hook, you check any event, that's the London bombings. London bombings. Like, it's uh, all... There's a drill happening. All that morning, there was sniffer dogs and boys in full body armour all out at the finish line. Roof spotters. Officials were, uh, you know, deflecting questions of these drills for weeks to come. 
and we've seen it before like we've seen it at Sandy yeah. Hook we've seen like uh, Assemble Here signs and all this kind of stuff yeah. at the Boston moment they had uh, announcements all morning of stay calm if anything should happen yeah. don't panic it's a drill controlled okay. explosions Control, it's a drill it's all good don't worry yeah, about yeah. it like there was loads of there was even, uh, announcements like remain calm psyoping hard there was even a, a fire at JFK Memorial Library <laughs> A fire at JFK Memorial. Oh, I wasn't sorry. I wasn't commanding you to fire JFK. Yeah, some kind of. Jeez, I'm not, I'm not George Bush. MK, MK Sirhan Sirhan. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a JFK Memorial Library, which is about 3.5 miles away from the the bomb site. Uh, well, from the marathon site and uh, down by the, the Boston Harbour, and mm-hmm. that building, uh, they thought about 10:30 had a pretty bad fire, and they thought at first it might have been a terrorist attack. Uh, they they threw it out there that it was a terrorist yeah, attack. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was released through the press and through Twitter and everything. Uh, it, it seems to have just kind of petered out to nothing or it was unsubstantiated. It, it was a fire. Not a huge amount of information about it or how it started, but it was just a fire. But it was so enough to, to be able to... To scare little, people. Make a little... Yeah, a couple of hours before this bomb, these bombs went off, yeah. So in all these news reports as well, Al-Qaeda was thrown about. Like, they had absolutely nothing to do with this. Yeah. But it was definitely thrown about as a, as a possible suspect. And the first few days were filled with suspicion of Al-Qaeda as they arrested a Saudi man who had links to Al-Qaeda, who had links to allegedly Osama bin Laden. Like, that was what they were thinking. They were trying to put the the, the, the fear of 9-11 in you, as well as, like, Islamic and Russian terrorists were, were accused as well. Could this have been the foreshadowing of the ISIS threat? Mm-hmm. Or the impending Russian threat that we have now? Like, they're making these Russians the enemy. You know, Chechnyans, ex-Chechnyans, they're ex-Soviets, ex-Russians. Like, these boys are the enemy. And then the whole thing is kicking off now with Ukraine and stuff like that. Since, I mean, if you're looking out at, like, false flag evidence, that's kind of one motive to be able to deflect the aggravation and the aggression. Absolutely, yeah. Also, we've talked about Sarnayev's mother Mm -hmm. claiming that it was all fake. The chap is only 26. Yeah. And his mother is like 100% saying it's a setup. He's a patsy. Like dropping all of these massive terms like we've known from JFK and 9-11 and stuff like that. Like patsy, man. This is like, it's it's, it's, it's classic rebellion talk. Stuff. It's yeah, classic yeah, yeah. false flag stuff. Yeah. And, and I don't even know, I, I still don't know how she's led on the news to say that shit. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? For me, some of the classic false flag stuff that, that I really enjoy is the kind of slip of tongue kind of stuff. And it's very hard yeah. to nail down. It's nothing you can kind of sell your Actors. house on. But yeah, but that kind of like... The Boston uh, Police Commissioner. Yeah, uh, the, Boston the, Police Commissioner, Edward Davis. Yeah. This is the Commissioner of Police for Boston. For Boston. This guy came out and said on TV, we think the two actors that are responsible, uh, suspe- uh, suspects that are responsible for this crime, straight up says the word actors. Now again, you can only put so much weight into someone's slip mm. of the tongue and, or into a Freudian slip. But uh, but definitely if he's being briefed beforehand to be like, yeah. okay, we're going to have these two young lads and they're acting as... And this is also the guy in another press conference where he's asked why he's he's not prepared to confirm that they were running a drill that day. Yeah. He just ignores the reporter and goes, next question. Ignores it. And on to the next person. Uh, there's, I, I couldn't... I've couldn't, I seen it before when I was like researching this uh, just for fun. But now mm-hmm. that I went to research it for a, a particular reason, I couldn't fucking find the video. Uh, and it's talking about the B squad. Mm-hmm. So the B squad, what I remember of it mm-hmm. was that there was a whole section at uh, the the first bomb site, and all the people that were in the video all have a word on their shirts beginning with the letter B. Mm-hmm. So all these people came together so that they didn't have to communicate with each other, they didn't know each other previously. Yeah, 
but they were all able to like visually go like okay and you're wearing B okay but without wearing... all having to be wearing like a bright yellow carnation yeah, yeah yeah they didn't have to wear anything that was uh, too, too obvious yeah. or too you know deliberate so it was just like they look and they go oh yeah he's wearing a Beckham shirt oh yeah he's wearing a Boston jersey oh yeah he's wearing so whoever's wearing something that began with B yeah they were all in on this thing and the if girl who was narrating the video makes a really good case for this and the fact that uh these people were getting in the way of the guy who was filming. Mm. Uh, they were getting in the way of the police and there was people taking out like blood packs and putting blood on the ground and stuff yeah. like that. And these people with this bee on their jumper were jumping out and like obfuscating the view of the camera. And then they'd get out of the way. And like Paul said, Sidney Corcoran, who was sitting at the Adidas signs in the in the, mm. the, the first bomb site, uh, you know, had people standing in front of her while she was going around throwing blood on, on the ground and yeah. throwing blood all over herself. I mean, that video, if I can find it, is definitely going up on the website. Like, yeah. that is damning evidence. Yeah, I saw things like, as well. About, very, there's a lot of people just... Handlers, like, running yeah, back Yeah, in that first bomb all. area, you see a lot of other like, handlers. So in, in Sandy Hook, what we talked about was these people in the area after the attack that seemed to have, like, clipboards and lanyards that were guiding... You know, the random parents yeah. that were showing up. I mean, even Arizona who's standing around pulling his plum, not knowing what the fuck he's doing, yeah. has a guy in a yellow jacket come over Tell and Tell him what go, to do. Where, 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 where? That yeah. guy over there, Bowman. Well, here, well, you, get his, you get a lot of, like, like I spoke earlier about the guy that was with Bowman that was wearing kind of a black overcoat with a grey hoodie underneath. He seems you know, like a, a people, technician like, who was Pink hoodies, on. yellow hoodies, blue hoodies, but yeah. all black overcoats over the top. It's, yeah. it's just odd. It's all coming out. Well, that was, look, it was a brisk enough day in, in Boston in April. It's a, there's a chance they were just wearing those for the sake of it. But uh, that's another thing, Another mm-hmm. thing that would indicate that there are false flags, there was loads of men in black with a lot of black glasses with the hats. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about craft international yeah this um, is a, a lot this of guys a lot of guys uh talking into devices shortly after the blasts a lot of guys picking up stuff uh there's pictures of guys take picking up like bags and yeah and and weird mechanical devices and absconding with them uh one man hides a piece under his jacket there's very very definite and uh deliberate of tampering with the evidence of tampering the of evidence yeah. yeah and uh the other two stands guard over the remnants of another device when a man comes over behind and then takes it and then they all disperse. Uh, they have, they all have a logo on their jacket or on their hats of, yeah. of this craft international. It's which like a skull with crosshairs. Yeah, it's like a skull that has like four long teeth coming out, like the Punisher logo. If yeah, it's like that. It's yeah, very similar. It's like crosshairs over and there's loads of these fucking dudes. Yeah. Loads. Yeah. I mean, if anyone was going to pull off something to be some kind of mercenary yeah. crowd like that who are you know not answerable yeah, these, to anybody and... these, these are craft international employees craft international are like blackwater also known as xc um this this is if you know these companies these are mercenary companies these are like hired mercenaries yeah you bring them are, in to do the shit that yeah. if an army guy did it he'd be like brought martial war crimes yeah war crimes so these if you're going to a place if you're, if you're the u.s and you're going to a place yeah you privately contract some ex-military so they, they know how to tell the line properly and you send them into the country and you give them carte blanche to do whatever the hell they want yeah. to get the job done. This is how this operates. Like the A-team. Yeah, except evil as fuck. <laughs> so there was a lot of these dudes kind of seen around this area, all wearing the same matching uniform, uh, all looking the same. And it, it begs the question of who are Kraft International? Well, we'll talk about Kraft International in a second when we go through all the false flag evidence. But mm-hmm. Kraft International are definitely at, at the heart of this Boston bombing. Yeah. Um, we're looking at like fake blood as evidence mm-hmm. of a false flag operation. Fake blood 
everywhere. Yeah. Real weird consistency, like sloppy, sticky, too bright to be blood. Yeah. Like not enough where there should be and too much where there shouldn't. Yeah. There's a nice and large photo of Bowman lying on the ground where it looks like there's a, a tube coming from underneath yeah. his, his, his buttock uh, to just, where to where the the big giant bone is sticking out of his leg and it also looks like all the blood that's sprayed over him on the ground looks to be coming emanating from that kind of area yeah kind of maybe area. he had like some kind of blood pack attached yeah, to his back pump, this, or pump. Yeah. Uh, the woman that's dispersing Sydney that's dispersing yeah. the blood from her handbag and there's loads of people doing first aid who are applying blood to the victim's legs and wounds yeah. like uh, uh, blood pa- passing like palming blood packs between handlers and stuff like that passing stuff off being like blam there you go yeah. just to think Billy and Mary Jo White blood themselves up yeah, and actually a gentleman packs. yeah a gentleman standing across from them he can actually be seen standing up in front of them and he pulls the blood pack out of his back pocket and just kind of squeezes it and sprays it over the ground yeah him. very weird yeah um, pretty odd thing to do for a, for very, a natural event of, of, a, of a terrorist attack it's to spray fake blood on people and I even have it on you and it's could, weird like you, you'd have to ask yourself how can all these people keep this thing a secret you know yeah uh, we've, we've talked about how there was nails supposed to be in these nail bombs ball bearings nuts bolts and all this kind of shit but the Boston Globe on the 16th states that there was no nails or other fragments in the blast hmm. so was it just powder then was it just like a big banger like a big firework that went yeah. off and there was nothing no incendiary uh, weaponized materials inside of it it wasn't like you know a lot of nuts and bolts and bits of metal yeah like, and nails people didn't get smashed up or like bore holes their clothes had holes yeah but they didn't have the holes of where the Bob Aarons went into them like I mean, we've all seen jackass and the boys getting shot in the ass with a paintball gun, yeah. and that's a paintball. Can you imagine, like, a ball bearing flying 100 miles an hour? It's like a bullet. It'll tear yeah. a hole through you, like. Yeah. So it might even tear your legs off. Yeah, and ricochet keep going. And keep your bones really white and clean. Yeah, like Jeff apparently, Bowman. yeah. Uh, at this, on the 16th, a Boston trauma surgeon claims to the news that nails did all the damage. Nails. Mm. That there was nails in the bombs and they did all the damage. He got a nice little brown envelope for saying that, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the wheelchair parade. Yeah. That I call it. It's, it's it's definitely for the media. There's people running up and down this big, long street, right? The street where the race had taken place. And they're getting wheelchairs. They're getting gurneys. And yeah. they're bringing people from there down to like a medical station. When around the corner, there's a shitload of ambulances. Yeah. They're waiting to pick people up, yeah. and they have all the all the gear on the ambulance. As you all expect, the, that's the finish line of a major sporting event. Yeah, like they're trundled up and down the street for hours. Mm. Uh, people being taken care of, dragged out in front of the media, getting pictures taken, like uh, Bowman and uh, Arredondo. Yeah, like iconic shit. Like these old yeah. women getting up, and there's people. I was watching a video of the whole thing. And majority of those people are just like sitting in the chair going, ugh. But to be fair though, it's... I'm so inconvenienced. Yeah. Not like I have a load of holes in me from a bomb. Yeah, but I don't think it's surprising though that uh, that, that picture of, of Carlos and Bowman is so iconic. I mean, that photographer had 10 years of practicing taking photos of Carlos. He'd <laughs> he want to be good by that He knows his sides, exactly. Yeah, um, I it just bangs of Sandy Hook where it's like, hold back the ENTs. Yeah, because there's actually we want the carnage to kind well, of no, there's actually well. nothing to be fixed here, and if we True, have a lot yeah. of ambulance workers in, we're going to have to silence them up as well. True, yeah, yeah. and you know we'd rather get be... these people to the hospital our way in our vehicles yeah. and then deal with it from there. I don't know, man. It's yeah. all it's all very false flaggy. Like that's the that's the kind of uh, the the crux of the false flag element. Like all yeah. that information, the stuff we've already talked about, but you have to think of like the conspiracy theories that people have put forward for this. Yeah, some of them are mental. Yeah. And some of them are 
kind of a head scratcher. They're kind of like, well, that could happen. Some of them are so weird. Like there's a 4chan prediction mm-hmm. uh, where somebody anonymously goes on 4chan and says that there's going to be a bomb, that they're going to say he used reloading powder, that they're going to say that the powder shouldn't be sell- for sale to the public anymore, and they won't find the suspects till later this week, and the raid is issued to occur on Friday, and that this is a staged event. The said went up on, on 4chan, anonymously posted, predicted the Boston bombing. And it's aftermath, correctly, which I think is like somebody that's involved in the whole situation, like a crisis actor or somebody that's, you know, uh, that's not compartmentalized information that's putting it out to the world and going, you know what? Shit's about to go real right now. Yeah. Don't believe what you see on the news or whatever, you know, that's one of the cruxes of the conspiracy theorists uh, that they're able to say, look, if somebody's putting that up a couple of days before and then it comes true, surely it has to be true. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be true. Uh, the black operatives, you were talking about Kraft International. Yeah. So the black operatives that were present is a massive part of the conspiracy theorists. Uh, that there's two men in tan cargo pants and black jackets that are claimed to be the perpetrators and there's pictures of them from every angle and yeah. they have that Kraft International logo on their hats. Yeah. So who are Kraft International? Kraft International, as you said, are a mercenary company. Uh, they were founded by, uh, well, co-founded by a man named Chris Kyle. Chris he designed Kyle. that skull logo that's that's got them so caught all the time. Get back up. But Chris Kyle, you may have heard that name before. He's yeah, the he not, American uh, sniper. Is he not, uh, does he not play Bradley Cooper in a movie? He does. Oh, the other way around. Bradley yeah. Cooper plays him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's the American sniper. He's the man that inspired the movie. The Clint Eastwood directed movie. Bradley Cooper stars as him in the movie. Um, about his exploits as a sniper uh, for the American military and how he killed loads and loads and loads and loads of brown people. Killed the most amount of people yeah. of any soldier in the Iraq war. Is that right? Yes. High five to him. Yeah, well done him. And then yeah. he decided, hey, you know what? I'm really good at killing stuff. Yeah. Let's make a business. I'm going to fund a company stuff. where I'm going to hire people, killers, to do killing. So he did that. Um, and then uh, just falls a terrible, terrible thing happens to him. About a month before the bombings, uh, yeah. two months before the bombings, yeah. Chris Kyle is killed. Wow. Yeah, the How American is sniper killed? is killed. It turns out that one of his uh, craft employees, he's at a, he's at a, a, a training ground um, shooting range with yeah. one of his, his craft employees who uh, obviously as a craft employee was an ex-American uh, military personnel, um, has a bout of PTSD and kind of freaks out and kills him and the other instructor. Um, and then is arrested and, and charged and he, he's going to trial soon and he, he's claiming that he just kind of went out went insane for a moment Damn. he killed him for absolutely no reason but Damn, um, yeah that's... a couple of months before the bombing less, yeah. less than two months before the bombing so he his killed. company his company is hired on yes. and there's people from his company present all over the, the site bomb. yeah you can see, we'll put up the links to the, the photos of the site just They're after everywhere. the bomb's gone off and there's like three teams of, of two pairs of guys right there like seconds after the bomb's gone off in that central area Um. Yeah, his team were there for some reason. His company were there running things on that, running something on that day. Um, but he wasn't there to see it. He was killed about two months before. That's really coincidental. Yeah. For a fellow who survived like four tours of Iraq and whatever. Yeah. Like to be killed in a shooting range by some bloke. Yeah. Just as you're about to embark on possibly the most important mission that your private mercenary company was about to undertake. Yeah. Yeah. Or that's... maybe you don't agree with this mission that your company is about to undertake. Maybe you co-founded this company and you feel it's being stolen away from you by taking these shady, even shadier than normal black black market deals. Mm. with big, These very public yeah. uh, displays of, of with, power. With and... groups that are not even fully the government, just loosely connected to the government. Mm. And you're working with some group just because they have money. And See, he decides he's going to be part of that. Yeah. 
So we get silenced. Yeah, see you later, Chris. Yeah. But I mean, you love, you love your coincidence, do you? Your crazy coincidences. I do. Get this one. So, Chris Kyle is played in the movie by... Uh, Bradley Cooper. Uh, and Jeff Be- Bowman is visited in the hospital after his amputation by... Sure. Well, just say the name he said last time again. Bradley Cooper? Correct. No we'll way. Putting that, we'll be putting that on the website. No fucking way. Yeah. Jeff Bowman. Bradley gets around. What? Bradley the Hangover Cooper. Yeah. Visits Jeff Bowman for, for any Visits particular Jeff reason. Bowman, well, I mean, did he Jeff, was in... Did Jeff Bowman have anything to do with uh, Chris Kyle while they were in the army together? Um, Who knows? I couldn't find any connection that far. The only thing I can oh, really tell is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that... Uh, Chris Kyle, the American sniper, founded this craft company. This craft company were there on the ground at the scene when it happened. Uh, Chris Kyle was played by Bradley Cooper in the movie. Bradley Cooper visited the most famous victim of the Boston bombings that's, just that's, after. That's still enough links for me to go, what? That's yeah, that's amazing. a pretty weird one, isn't it? I'm not, look, I'm that's not accusing amazing. Bradley. If you're listening to this, what the fuck are you doing, man? Why are you listening to something else? This yeah. is weird. The, you, like, if you, like, you obviously have a connection with this of some sort, so uh, why are you listening to a conspiracy podcast about please Boston Bombs? Yeah, Did you talk to Chris Kyle before he died? Did he confide in you? Yeah. Are you the next one to go? Yeah. Huh? Did you go talk to that guy? Did you have to talk to that guy? Like, is your entire career built off lack of acting talent and, and a connection to the Illuminati? Well, I, I have seen him in the audience in uh, behind the actor's studio or whatever, so he did actually go and study, study a bit of craft. He is, yeah, he's not. Well, he studied James Lipton. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not a you know a bum off the street. He's True. not like uh, Sylvester Stallone writing his own movie and then wanting to star in it. Like, yeah. come on. But uh, I... <laughs> Sorry, Sylvester Stallone, if you're listening, you're cool, man. Yeah, Don't you're a nice guy. You're cool. He also visited, now to be fair, he visited Celeste and Sydney Corkin in the hospital as well. Yeah, but I mean, it's because Kraft International blew their legs off, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Or they, they also work for Kraft International as crisis actors. Yeah, they're all crisis actors and it's yeah. all a part of it. Yeah. It's just like a staff reunion. Yeah. I looked up Kraft International and I thought it was very funny that their motto is, despite what your mama told you, violence does solve problems. <laughs> That is a really good motto for a and the Punisher logo company right there. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like Chris Kyle all over. Um, I think it's just smacks of Operation Northwoods, where it's like mm-hmm. you know, uh, if it looks like it, then it probably, probably is, is like it. That dirty, disgusting. Um, thing. it also smacks of like Cuban Cuban missile crisis stuff, and you know, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> these kind of uh, black operations done by. You know, unname, unnameable mercenaries. It yeah. just seems untraceable dudes. Like, yeah, these dudes are going to be protected by the company, and the like, company, as Blackwater do, just change name and 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 re-register and and just yeah. rewrite themselves every time they have an incident. Here's here's a really weird one. Then for mm-hmm. you, right? I love me coincidences. Here's okay, go. Really right? I I I think I might have had enough, but go on one more. Do you believe when I tell you mm-hmm. that the the Sandy Hook principle? Okay, Donna Hawksprung. Yeah, I remember the dead. Sandy yeah. Hook principal, Donna Hawksprung, ran the Boston Marathon that year. As like dead, Donna Bruce, alive, alive. What? She is photographed. What? After running the twenty-six miles for Sandy Hook. Wait, I know something about this. On the, there's a mile marker on every mile of lap of the uh, yeah. the the marathon. Yeah, for each and kid, for each person that died. It's yeah, yeah, and yeah she the is mile markers the were dedicated to all the Sandy Hook And she is one of the, the Donna Hawksprung is one of the markers. She ran past a photo of herself in the marathon. And nobody quigged it. My goodness. Yeah. Isn't that shit bananas? That is bananas. She's followed after that. She's a crisis actor who was captured on video giving an interview after running as Team Newtown Strong. I think there was heard a lot on all the videos is Boston Proud Boston Strong yeah a lot of that stuff Boston yeah. Strong so 
Team Newtown Strong was the team she ran with. And uh, she's photographed and videoed. It's, it's undoubtedly her. This is... Very weird. And they have uh, the same picture yeah. on, the, on the Sandy Hook news report. Yeah. And then they have woman Donna Bruce runs for... <laughs> For Sandy and it's the same photo and used in the, the same obituary exactly report. Exactly the same photo. It's the same photo from the obituary exactly report from Sandy the Hook. same photo. Uh, That's a massive oversight. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Whoever's doing the Sandy Hook side of those false flags is really slipping. Yeah. Really slipping. Yeah. People are going, really, Goro, is that really what you're fucking telling me? I'm going to put the thing up on the website. Yeah. That shit is bananas. Yeah. We said that like, in the Sandy Hook episode as well that was yeah. from the Boston Bomber. That shit is for reals, yo. And this is the bitch, Donna Bruce or Donna Hawksprung. Mm. Yeah. I know. Okay, so, Melts your face. Yeah. Um, she's, she's identified as Donna Bruce or Donna Page. And it's the exact same picture. That was used in the Sandy Hook death report as this woman just completed 26 miles for Team Sandy Hook or Team Sandy Hook Strong or Team Newtown Strong. Team Newtown Strong. And uh, I went looking for a debunking of this and I went to like Snopes, which is like the main debunking website, mm-hmm. and they're saying, Yeah, can't debunk it. Can't find that in any evidence that says this is not her. And they're the lads who love debunking shit. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Uh no, I'm trying not to. What I'm imagining is that whoever was behind Sandy Hook botched that so terribly, and whoever was was behind Boston got Bradley Cooper to do a cameo. Yeah, I know who's better at running these events. Yeah, Kraft is way better than whatever way team better. they had running Sandy Hook. Team San Team Newtown Strong. Were running. Team Newtown Strong. Yeah, <laughs> fucking dear. Jones. Boston Strong is way better. Boston Strong another, way better. Thing where Facebook way better. pages were made before the bombs went off. And this is easily mm. debunked. This, this happened at like, Sandy Hook as well. It's happened yeah. at Sandy. It happens loads of times. You know yeah. where uh, the times and dates cause controversy. It's basically a page that has been created. created into life has got loads of likes already, and then they just swap the names and change the profile pictures and the yeah. history of all these Facebook pages are all there but it just looks weird when you mm-hmm. go on to you know Sandy Hook Memorial Facebook page and then you see that there's a date that it was created before the event happened or whatever yeah. in 2010 or whatever you're like what? but it's a very simple reason for that like hmm. um, I wouldn't or well, there I could be I mean it's not necessarily yeah, the reason I wouldn't go too mad be. into it Um, the fact that the authorities knew that there was an attack going to come. Like, they were pretty mm. prepared. They had, like, yeah. crisis uh, uh, staff, EMTs, that sniffer dogs, that bomb squads. The classic roof drill, spotters. Drill like, running. they had, like, snipers on the roof getting ready to, you know, take somebody out. Yeah. Um, the craft personnel as spotters for the crisis team, perhaps. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They were making announcements for people to keep calm. There was public announcements, news reports, and tweets about it, these controlled explosions. So they had this, like, a bomb is going to go off in the yeah. psyche. Brace yourself, a bomb So the JFK off, yeah. library was, like, you know, three and a half miles away, as you said. Yeah. But they were kind of just sneaking in a little thing of like, a bomb has gone off. There's a bomb, a bomb, 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 bomb. Like the yeah. word bomb was going around the Boston Marathon already because something yeah. happened at JFK. So people were like, remain like, calm. So like the remain calm was like, a bomb has gone off at the JFK library. Remain calm. Not when a bomb goes off here, remain calm. It's all good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very subtly done. Yeah, like, as we mentioned mentioned in in the intro of this episode, like, the connections to September 11th and the assassination of JFK, but that wasn't just us putting those on. That's because there actually is, 
like a connection to the assassination of JFK mm. in in the fire at the JFK Memorial Library, and there actually is a connection to September 11th with Steve Silver, the man who saw the plane mm. and the man who caught the, the bomb. Tangible connections, there, and then also I mean, the, the the date that the the, the Sarnia brothers were supposed to have committed a murder in Massachusetts yeah, in September 2011. Yeah, it's very odd. Very odd. One of the wildest ones that I think, and people really hang on to this because the show is so popular, but the Family Guy particular bombing in an episode there yeah, of TV. Yeah, I saw this one. Like the name, is, the name of the episode is Turban Cowboy, where Peter befriends a Muslim who's intent on blowing up the Kohal Bridge. And it's basically like, you know, a bunch of like semi-racist jokes about Muslims being terrorists. And then Peter, he's trying to call, uh, Mahmoud is your man's name. He's trying to call him and he tries to call him on the phone. <laughs> And an explosion goes off, and he tries to call him again. Another explosion goes off, yeah. which is apparently prediction of the two explosions. Two arrows, yeah, yeah. And then at one stage in a cutaway, he wants to win the Boston Marathon, so he gets in his car and he drives through all the people, and he leaves in his wake a whole lot of bloody bodies, like missing legs and a load of blood. They say this is because Seth MacFarlane has ties to these Illuminati or these people that organize this thing. This. Uh, you know, he's he's worth a billion dollars. He's got a few pounds. He's definitely in the Masons. He's got some, you know, he's got some shit behind him. Yeah. And they're saying like, yeah, dude, you knew about it and you were just making a joke about it. Like, this is, this is your, this is your job to sigh up like all the family guy people and keep them busy wondering like why did you put that in family guy yeah just throw it out there like and a really keep it going. weird like like it's a Seth MacFarlane we're talking about like, Seth MacFarlane a really weird video yeah and the episode was removed from Netflix Fox.com and Hulu after the bombings and even YouTube censoring clips from it uh, for ages afterwards like you can get clips of it now but you can't get the bits where he does the thing with the the cell phones and the two bombs because it was cut in a certain way that made it look like that's how it was written in the show right but it wasn't written that way but like McFarlane went on and said it was abhorrent and like how dare you like you know use my material against you know my 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 moral structure or whatever like i yeah. never do this i never say this this is in totally bad taste and i'm, I'm completely i, I only do good taste jokes yeah i'm taking i'm taking this down and all this kind of stuff you know so i mean that's one of the wilder ones mm. and i saw a very a very weird little video uh-huh and i think it's called the yellow balloon lady okay right where the two suspects are kind of being marched through a gauntlet of people along these uh, empty sidewalks following a lady carrying three balloons, three yellow balloons. And these boys roll in and it's the famous, like, uh, Zahar's wearing uh, his the 11. Baseball cap. Baseball cap yeah. has 11 on the side of it. And then uh, Tamerlan has his, like, hat pulled right down and the sunglasses on and the bottom have backpacks. Yeah. And they're rolling and in. Grey and black. Grey and black and a black one. And he's rolling in and the woman stops but she kind of drags them past like three different security cameras to make sure, yeah, we definitely got their faces. Definitely, definitely. These guys have been placed the at the scene. Place, yeah. This is, we're, we're making evidence like, and this woman's job was to make sure that these boys were seen by cameras by walking them around. Maybe she was their handler. Maybe they knew what was going on. Nobody will know what's going on in, in Tamerlan Sarnia's head now mm-hmm. because it mashed up all over the fucking road. And then the young lad hasn't broke yet. He hasn't told what's happening, but he's definitely pleading not guilty. Yeah. And I'm sure if the case goes to court that all this shit is going to all come out and hopefully it does. And if it's found out to be a false flag, Jesus. Yeah. We need some Michael's and Vinny lawyer action going on up here. That's yeah, there's a lot of people going to go down if this, if this one gets exposed. Absolutely, man. Craft International. Yeah. 
but everybody in it, like the green jogger lady we mentioned just because she yeah, was this is the last, this over is her. the last of the weird this is it, because this is theories. this might be the moment the bomb went off this might be the person that detonated yeah so this is one of the first things I ever came across when I looked at this and this is the thing that kind of captured me into it was the story of the green jogger so you watch the video again and I've seen the video before I've seen it on the news it's the, the iconic video kind of shot from above of the bomb yeah. first bomb going off big wide angle yeah and what you see at that moment is there's, there's a lady in orange kind of crossing the line it's at the 409, four hours and nine minutes, mate. Yeah, there's a there's a lady in green just behind her left shoulder, just kind of appears as the frame moves on over her left shoulder, kind of seems to brace a little bit just like a second before the bomb goes off, and then as the bomb goes off, turns, half turns, and throws doesn't something. Doesn't flinch at all. Doesn't flinch at all. Kind of half turns and throws something behind her with her left hand. Yeah, it seems like a white thing. It's yeah, a, like a white box. It can only something. be seen on very high-res versions on YouTube. I have... One that I downloaded to the computer that I'm going to put up on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Where it shows it like very, very clearly. Yeah. And you can see it flying out of her hand and going backwards. And then what you have is, again, a very, the very iconic old man in the orange and, and black shorts running behind her. collapses in a fucking arse Yeah. Now, what, what a lot of people saw at first was that guy kind of collapsing really weird as the bomb really went off. As if, you know, as if, I don't know, some, he'd been hit with a piece of shrapnel yeah. in some weird position. He got, and he got frightened and he, he did it like the old man, like, get down! Slowly, but he didn't really dive, slowly like, ducking yeah, down to the ground. From lethal weapon. But when you watch it again closely, what you notice is, as she turns and seems to throw something with her left hand over her shoulder, he seems to try to catch it off her. He reaches out with his left hand. He reaches out with his left hand. In, like, super deadly reflexes for an old dude and just yeah. goes whap and he just and quite a dangerous fashion as well like yeah. it, like again the reason he falls over and crumples so weird is because his body is so outstretched trying to catch this item that he mm. the only way for him to not fall on his head is to kind of crumple his legs underneath his body um, yeah really odd situation just I remember seeing that and I couldn't stop watching that clip over yeah, I must over have watched it like 50 again. times in yeah. a row when I first figure out what like happened. when I first spotted it happening I went wait a minute and I just watched it again and watched it again and watched it again and I remember going, we were we were talking and you were watching it on your end I was watching it on my end and I was saying are you seeing what I'm seeing yeah like, what? I, was, I like, was watching the Laura's version I yeah. couldn't see what was happening yeah. but I went and, and looked it up afterwards and I found a news report of a guy do you know the way they get like these high director's chairs and they sit in front of like a barn and building and they go well here we are in front of this barn and building yeah 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 it's a shoot the six o'clock report yeah it's yeah. really like too close for comfort nearly you know uh, and they're interviewing the dude and it's his name is Bill Ifrey and he's 78 years of age and he's the old man who went down after mm. catching the device and they don't ask him about like the device or did he catch it and they're just like what happened he's like I just got a fright and I just hit the deck just like explaining it away or whatever to yeah. kind of quell the conspiracy theory yeah, yeah exactly minds. to have an answer there and for debunkers to put forward and say this man explained this in so Silva's pictures and in Silva's videos Bill can be seen holding and giving a device to a yellow jacketed person from the lying down position yeah. so he caught this device someone called it off the, all right. he's like yeah here take this he's like yeah cool like, give it to the craft guys it's it's all there yeah it's all there and, and yeah. the green jogger woman and Bill Ifrey you definitely going to get an article yeah the green jogger woman may well be the person who detonated the bombs and you see yeah. them do that as they're crossing the finish line. Well, it wasn't the Terminators so anyway. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, okay. real quick. Yeah. We've been in this for a long time. Yeah. Sorry, this folks. Is a, this is a heavy... This is a heavy... Well, to be honest, if if you're not kind of intrigued by this, there's something wrong with you. This is, as mu- like, this is as quick as it could be done without missing out on anything. Exactly. We're thorough. If yeah, we're thorough, yeah. You can't deny that. Long-winded, but thorough. We didn't want to leave you hanging on anything. So we're going to go off the fence. Paul. Okay. Get off the nice fence. and quick. This is a fucking false flag event. False flag. Now look, the thing with a false flag event is, it doesn't mean it's always like completely staged. 
or it doesn't mean it's always completely real. It doesn't mean that it's always just done by a terrorist group who are acquiesced, allowed to just do mm-hmm. it, and just a stand down happening. It doesn't mean there's always like hitmen that are employed to pretend to be the the, the terrorists. My hop and light hop. Yeah, this there can be, and it can be, it can be any kind of Venn diagram type combination of all of these factors. And what I think you have here is you have a first bomb that was a smoke bomb. You have a second bomb that was a bit more of a bomb, but didn't have any shrapnel or much shrapnel mm. or anything in it. But it was enough that it actually may have killed some people, like a mm. small boy, and injured maybe a hundred other people. Then while that's while that second bomb goes off, it's enough of a distraction that the people can be moved into place for the first bomb in order to just ramp up all the, the, the drama of it. So not actually have to go out and kill a lot of people where the investigation would become really strong, mm. but just control the event so the, the the number of people you want killed are killed and the, the victims you want killed are killed and the, the horrific scenes you want shown are shown and then you get to impose your quickly moving on to the manhunt and the, the imposition of martial law because if 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 a hundred people had been killed, the memorial service would have carried on too long. Yeah, the, the, you know, like when you're watching your favorite TV soap opera and a character dies, you go, "Oh, it's gonna be all mopey in this fucking soap opera." For a while. Yeah, yeah. But the soap opera is usually just turning around in like half an episode. It's back to you know, yeah, someone gets pregnant, again. someone gets yeah. slapped, like that. Basically, they, they they wanted an event where they didn't want too many people hurt, but just enough, not too many people killed, but just enough that and it, <sighs> so they can have a load of like militarized police rather yeah. than Boston in one way I'd say it was it was executed really well because it, it worked yeah. it's done and Absolutely. and you know uh, Zahar faces his trial now and he's probably going to go to jail for the rest of his life or he's going to die mm. um, but ugh, there's no question for me absolutely no question that's it I'm off the fence 100% false flag yeah false, false flag, flag. some things may be real there may be people out there who are like how dare you say it's bullshit I can show you the scar on my leg I'm sorry for you I'm sorry that happened to you but look at the evidence look at these things how can you... Uh, it's it's bullshit. Yeah. Not all of it, but the stuff that we've talked about, the stuff that we've highlighted as complete bullshit, is complete bullshit. And a story. And whoever the fuck's doing this, what's... Like... What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What happens at the fucking alien show up someday? How are you going to explain yourself? <laughs> or God, if you believe in God, and what happens if God shows up someday? How are you going to explain yourself? Yeah, it's pretty, Jesus, like, it's pretty crazy. I don't know, folks. I know you can't see what's happening when we're... You're just listening to us in your ear holes. But Paul's intense stare at the camera for that last maybe 40 seconds of that diatribe, it, it put a chill up me, mm. I have to say. He's impassioned. About I'm imagining topic, someone... As am I, and that's why you're getting an extra long... A personification of someone that does this, and I'm a hate about the Boston About the Boston bombers. Like, this is, yeah. this is one of the big ones. This is like, you know, it's serious, it's obvious, yeah. and, and it definitely... They need to do it, but I'm shocked at how much was in it. Gordo, off the fence. I'm going to get off the fence. I definitely think it was a false flag, 140% a false flag. Mm-hmm. Everything that we've looked at, and that's not even everything. We had to leave shit out, folks, believe it or not. Yeah. We, I had to leave stuff on the editing floor. I had to leave stuff yeah. uh, out of our, our show notes and so much, so much info around this. And you could watch documentaries till the cows come home. There's a lot of other shit. We're going to sift through. I have about 50 bookmarks in my browser yeah. belonging to I'm this thing. To and we're all going to, we're all going to pare them down and get a really nice, uh, really nice set of articles to go with this. So you can, while you're listening to the show, you can maybe go on and have a check of the video. I definitely believe this is false flag. Carlos Arredondo is our Gene Rosen. He is yeah. 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, yeah. that chap full of the bullshit Jeff Bauman already had no legs 
what the fuck, son? Yeah. There's pictures of you as a as an army officer, thumbs up with a fella yeah. around your shoulder, and, and you have like those thumbs. little weird bows tied off on the bottom yeah. of your combat. And also, when he goes to the hospital in Boston, uh, after four days, he has his first below the knee operation. Yeah. Doesn't work. Has his these two above the knee amputations four days later. And two days later, he's out of the hospital. Less than two weeks later, he's out of the hospital. Yeah, from amputations. After having happen. two, well, four technically amputation operations on his yeah, legs in less than bullshit. two weeks, he's out of the hospital. Bullshit. Bull fucking shit. So th- that, between that and the bombs, having no shrapnel, being like just basically smoke bombs. I remember watching at the time, like two years ago, watching people putting up straight away going, this is not a bomb. Mm. This is a fucking flashbang. Yeah. This is not a bomb. What kind of a bomb doesn't knock over like a sign? Yeah. It's a doesn't, what kind of a bomb doesn't emit enough of a shockwave to make flags flutter? Yeah. Like the bomb goes off and the flags stay static. Yeah. Like not really much of a bomb. And I know there's people hurt. Yeah. It's the, it's the border between reality and false flag operation. Like stuff happens in real life. But did it happen the way they say it happened? I know, like Paul said, somebody can pull up and go, hey, I've had a big fucking piece of metal in my leg because of that. And you're like, well, I'm really sorry about that, but it wasn't Tamerlan Sarnayev who pressed a button on a toy car remote control to blow up a, a, a pressure cooker pot full of nails mm. and one of them flew into your leg. It wasn't him to press that button. Mm-hmm. It wasn't him to planted that bomb. Mm-hmm. And he's dead now. Yeah. Under very, very suspicious circumstances, along yeah. with a whole lot of other people. And there's a <laughs> there's a twenty there's a twenty one year old chap sitting in a jail cell right now as we're talking about this and his life is being decided on when he's a hundred percent innocent, like mm-hmm. I believe anyway. I'm not promoting terrorism, I'm not no. saying that, you know, if he did what he did he should have done it. I'm saying that this chap, by all like respects and all research that I've done didn't really have a whole lot to do with it and according to his friends who were interviewed on news reports all over the place say he's a lovely chap yeah lovely nice little chap like you know what I mean and he's probably shitting himself yeah do you know what I'm saying so like these false flags like uh, the men in black the Kraft International guys uh, the B squad like all of this kind of stuff the Boston Police Commissioner's slip yeah. That's even like, yeah, we've heard this before. We've heard like Gene Rose and Megan. Yeah. We've seen police officers comments. at, at uh, press conferences saying the wrong thing. Yeah, like the Green Jogger and the Sandy Hook principle. Come on. Yeah, that's, come on. That's folks. like, that is crazy. Have red a, we'll, we'll put those pictures on the website. Have a look that's at crazy at red flags to somebody who's looking at conspiracy after. theory. Yeah. Like, that's crazy red flags going, some shit is happening here. So I 100% believe that it is a false flag. 100% believe that shit went down really well executed like mm-hmm. way better executed than Sandy Hook mm-hmm. do you know mm-hmm. um, maybe executed is the wrong word to yeah. use there but really they well played out actual casualties and in this one yeah like uh, just ah, it's so hard to discern between like reality and something that's yeah. done for unless for you're on the ground over there and go and talk to people in the community and say did you know this person that got hurt do you know yeah. this person that got hurt do you actually physically know anybody that got hurt yeah it's very hard like and you have to question your sources. Like I said, all of this stuff that we're getting, it could be put forward to us through the internet. But like we're getting it from loads of different sources that corroborate that story. Mm. So if they're all getting it from the one source, you know, maybe it's wrong, maybe it's right. For everything that I've read, definitely think it's false flag. Mm-hmm. 100%. And uh, we're going to throw up loads of stuff on the website. You can yeah. check us on the Facebook 
Indeed. on forward slash those conspiracy guys we're on twitter at t conspiracy guys we'll definitely be on to you we're really happy that you're still back listening we're really yeah. enjoying this thanks for staying season. with us folks at, uh, uh, there was a little bit of a break after christmas really really glad to still keep making shows and um we're going to keep going all into 2016 hopefully if you don't get yeah. rendered or taken out yeah i'm <laughs> sure we won't someone will uh, accuse us of some bombing sometime it'll be all like the only place i bombing is on a stand-up comedy stage baby yeah uh, if you wanted to get in contact with us uh, privately without using social medias or whatever, uh, thoseconspiracyguys at gmail.com is always open to you. You can send us like show requests or you can send us maybe clips on topics that you've heard over this last season or even on the first 14 episodes and uh, we'd be able to make them into articles and, and, and definitely reply to anyway. We'd, we'd love to have that interaction with you. We, we would indeed. And uh, thanks very much for listening. This has been Those Conspiracy Guys. I've been Gordon. I've been Paul. And you were listening to the Boston bombings. It's tough, lads. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough out there. But you know, if, you, if you think we're bullshitting, yeah, check your sources. Read it yourself. We're not bullshitting. It's all out there. So thanks for listening. Thanks a lot, folks. Thanks good for night. staying with us. Good night and goodbye.